welcome to All Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay. Thank you so much for being here today. Today, you're listening to episode 65, and I'm talking with Janae Barron. You might know her as Hungry Runner Girl. Before we, And before we get started talking with Janae, I want to thank Now Foods for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Now Foods has been a leader in the natural food health industry since 1968. I buy my protein powder from them. You find sports nutrition, supplements, food, essential oils, all kinds of great stuff. You just go to now-2-u.com. You can save 25% off your next order. So go buy that protein powder that I'm always talking about. It's so good, and you can get 25% off with the promo code ANOTHER, all caps. Thanks, Now Foods, for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. All right, you guys. So Janae is just as sweet as you probably think she is if you follow her blog at all. She's a runner. She's a mom, and she writes at the blog Hungry Runner Girl, and her blog is her full-time job. In this episode, we talk about that quite a bit, how that has turned into her career. And in this episode, we talk about all kinds of other stuff as well. We talk about how she coped going through a divorce and what her life looks like now with her new husband and their blended family. We talk about running. She's fast. She has a 121 half marathon PR and a 304 marathon PR. So we talk about training and all that kind of stuff as well such a fun episode. I knew that my episode with her would go over. I always try to keep my episodes around an hour, hour 15 um, max. And and I talked for a solid hour and 45 minutes. So this is a long one. And I know you guys are going to like her outgoing fun personality. If, if you guys are loving the show, I would appreciate it if you would leave me a rating and review on iTunes. Super quick and easy way to support the show. It's the best way for potential new listeners to find the show. You guys can also find bonus episodes over on my Patreon page, patreon.com slash And for all Patreon supporters, you get a monthly bonus episode. And actually for the month of May, you're about to get two bonus episodes. My husband Glenn and I just recorded my second bonus episode for the month. And I'm putting that out... Oh, as soon as I get it uploaded. It's already recorded though. I announced last episode at the end of the episode that my live show is officially happening. It is Saturday, September 30th here in Indianapolis and it is the same day as the Indie Women's Half Marathon. So come on to Indianapolis, run an awesome, fun half marathon and then come celebrate with me and my... and then come celebrate with me afterwards for my live show. I have three returning guests joining me for a panel for that show, and that's Michelle Gonzalez, Mary Johnson, and Meggie Dials. It's going to be so much fun. You guys can find a link to tickets for that live show in the show notes of this episode. All right, you guys, enjoy my conversation with Janae. Thanks for doing this on the fly. Oh, sure. No, it, it worked out great. I feel I hate being late. That's like one of my biggest pet peeves. And so I feel so bad for being late. I hope I didn't interrupt your schedule at all. You know what? It worked out really good because I just got back from a run at, I oh, walked good. in the door at 1055 and then I was like sweating and changing my shirt and looking for my headphones and right at 11, I was like, okay, I'm contacting the requ- requesting her like yes. literally the, the, the second the interview is supposed to start. Oh, that's awesome. Hey. We, I just got home from a run too. So we're all, we're all in the same boat. I get it. <laughs> you're okay. one of these interviews. You're one of these interviews where I'm like, I feel like this could last a really long time. So I'm going to try so hard oh. to keep it to an hour. 
perfect. You, you stop me from talking your ear off because I'll do that. <laughs> and I'm like, this is hard because I want to ask you questions too. So I'm like, I don't, I'll, maybe this will be a podcast about you too. <laughs> you know what? That's really fun that you say that because I like it when guests do like the talking back and forth because sometimes when people just answer questions, you're like, there's nothing more coming out of the conversation. And that is totally my vision for it to be a conversation that someone's out for a run and they're listening to us talk and they feel like they could just like chime in at any time. Oh, good. Okay, good. Then that's perfect. That is perfect. Hungry runner girl. That's who we're talking to today. Janae. So Janae Barron, that's your last name now. It is. Yep. After a few switches, we're there. Okay. We're good. What was your, (laughs) what's your maiden maiden name? It's Anderson. Oh my gosh. That's my maiden name. Okay. S-O-N or S-E-N? E-N. Okay, well, we're not quite cousins because I'm Owen, but okay. let's just pretend we're related somehow. <laughs> I think it's funny that you even asked that question, though, because nobody spells it Ian. Really? Okay, yeah. I feel You're like right. I, I see only way hear more Owen. Growing up, it well, was you guys are the Owen. special ones. I think we are, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, nobody spelled it Ian. But I'm sure we're related. Okay, and then your last name was what? It was Jacobs. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. That's uh-huh. when I first that's when I first knew who you were. Okay, got it. So you've made this little uh blogging life for yourself, haven't you? <laughs> I have. Yeah. It's been a fun journey. It's been about a seven year long journey of blogging. And I love it. It's such a such a fun world out there. You get to meet so many people that you would never know of or meet over the internet. It's great. So <laughs> My sister has met you, I think. Okay. Erica, what was your sister's name? Her name's Erica. Uh, yeah. Anderson. How did I not know you guys were sisters? I have no idea. That's well, a, lo- a lot of people don't know, didn't know we were sisters. Um, and I've never really been a big blogger, but I've always kind of wrote a little bit about my own running. And then um, this podcast is kind of taken off to a different level than my blog. But um, and then my friend Ashley Fizzerati as well. Yep. Oh my goodness. It's a small world. I love it. So Erica kept saying, you really need to have Hungry Runner Girl on your podcast. You really need to have Hungry Runner Girl on your podcast. And that's nice. I think you've probably been requested more than any other guest. So yeah, that makes me feel special. Call. (laughs) Thank you. Start my day off, right? Right. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about your life. So you grew up in Utah, right? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Grew up in Utah. I'm the youngest of five kids. We just we grew up a super, super close family and um, went to college at BYU and studied health education. And I uh, went into teaching for a few years. I taught high school and loved it. Taught health ed and driver's ed and PE and the fun classes, you know. <laughs> so the kids loved me because I was a driver's ed teacher. So I, I gave them their license, you know. So they really had to make me happy in order to get their license, you know? So that was a really fun job. I loved that. And I will, I would love to go back to teaching someday. Um, maybe when the kids are a little bit older and our schedules are a little bit better with that. And yeah, I started blogging just kind of for fun. I just wanted a little outlet to have where I was, you know, doing something all on my own and from running. So I had a little bit more free time and I started blogging and I just instantly became hooked. I just, I had no idea this whole world was out there where people loved food and running and talking about all that stuff as much as I did. And so I felt like I just found my best friends on the internet real quick and, and I've done it ever since, you know, a little OCD about it, even to the point where, you know, I have an exact time I post every day and exact time I work every day and 
and things like that. So I really, I, I love that I was able to find kind of a niche that, that I, I loved to do and I was passionate about. I mean, it's really, I mean, it's your career. It's your job. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, totally. First of all, going back to what you used to do, driver's ed, that sounds terrifying. Like getting in the car with a bunch of kids. Like I'm still amazed I'm alive after (laughs) those experiences. Like, thank goodness I had a break on my side of the of the car because that really saved my life (laughs) often. But um but yeah, it was it was a blast. I'd be like, hey, drive me, you know, drive me to the gas station. I want an ice cream cone, <laughs> you know, fun things like that. So it wasn't that it wasn't that bad. But I, yeah, I, kid, I I'm nervous for our children to drive. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I don't really want to teach kids how to drive anymore. I, <laughs> I think I'm done with that part. <laughs> I know the older I get, is is driving? Do you have to be 16 where you live? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to be that might be like all over the country. I don't know, but that's what it is here too. And the older I get, I'm like, man, that should really be 18. I do not need 16 year olds driving around right now. No, I agree. And like cell phones shouldn't even be allowed in cars. No. I think anymore. like, you, I, I see teenagers all over the place, just like texting and driving and it, it terrifies me. So, so. scary. So yeah, luckily when I was a driver's ed teacher, texting wasn't really a thing yet. I mean, most kids didn't have phones as much as they do now and things. So so luckily I wasn't dealing with that plus, you know, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was an interesting job, but you know, I went into teaching and thought teachers, you know, they don't, they don't make the money they deserve, mm-hmm. you know, they really should be making more. And so that was kind of my option to be able to make a little bit more per year to be able to kind of support the situation I was in at the time. So, but it turned out to be fun. <laughs> That's a really good point. And I always think about that when it's, I, I was just, it was just teacher appreciation week, I think two weeks ago. And I was yep. two, two weeks late over here. <laughs> um, but I did, I, I did get a gift for my oldest son's teacher and good job. there's like Christmas, there's Valentine's day, there's teacher appreciation week, there's end of the year gifts. And for a minute I found myself being like, Oh my gosh, I have to remember all these things. I have to keep getting all these gifts for these teachers. But then I really did think, wait a minute, these people are spending the entire day with your child and they do not get paid enough. Get them totally. all the gifts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember one time I got like an Olive Garden gift card from a, from a parent, you know, and they're like, sorry, it's not much. And in my brain, I'm like, I get to go out to eat now. Like, yeah. this is amazing. <laughs> so yeah, thank that's you. An awesome gift. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> what were some of your favorite gifts that you would get as a teacher? Um, well, my students knew that I loved Milky Ways and Swedish fish. So I got a lot of Milky Ways and Swedish fish over the course of the years. And, um, I got, somebody brought me like a running quote one time. I also coached, um, cross country and it was framed and it was just like, it was so thoughtful. And that one meant a lot to me. I'm trying to think of other ones. You know, I mean, the handmade cards are like the most special, you know, when they say something like, thank you for helping me see, you know, change my perspective, especially as a health teacher. You know, I Mm -hmm. felt like I was really dealing with the kids on some like personal, like life matters. You know, when we talk about suicide or we talk about um, eating disorders or we talk about all sorts of different, like big things. Um, And so I felt like I was able to maybe reach, reach them on a different level than I could have if I was teaching math. So, or something, you know, something like that. So so that, that always meant the most when it was like, wow, I hope I was able to like kind of help you see a little bit brighter in this direction. And, and so, yeah, <laughs> a little more real life topics 
Totally. Yeah. And and that's why I love, I love teaching health because it was like, no matter what I was reaching, you know, we were talking about their like emotional health, their relationship health, their physical health. So in some way we were really connecting, you know, on a different, you know, on, on something big in their life because we were talking about the real stuff and, Mm -hmm. and that's what I loved about, about teaching. So I just had to do the driver's ed to, to make it feasible. <laughs> right. To make, to make the substantial income. So totally, yeah. did you start blogging when you were still teaching? Yeah, I was, um, I think I blogged maybe one or two years of, of while I was teaching. So I just, you know, do it after school or at night and lunch break. Sometimes I'd throw up a real quick post. Blogging was a lot different than, yeah. um, I could put up a picture and, you know, three paragraphs and you'd get 80 comments, you know, versus now I I definitely want to put in, and maybe that's just my age. Maybe I feel a lot more like I really want to put in some more quality pieces into a blog post. But back then it was much more like, Hey, I had oatmeal for breakfast and this is what I ran. And (laughs) there you go. Like, how are you doing today? You know? So it's, it's changed over the years. So did you move that to full time once you had your daughter? Yeah, that was like a really interesting like timing of everything. So I didn't I didn't even know you could make money from blogging. I yeah. I had no idea that was even a possibility. And so I have an older brother, he's a lawyer and he's like so driven in life and he would read my blog every day and he kind of thought like, <laughs> "Well, why are you doing this for free, you know? Especially as a teacher, like you need to be making something off of this." And so he um sent me a book from like Amazon about how to make money as a blogger. And so I read that book and I just became like really not obsessive, but probably just kind of like, okay, that's my dream job. Like, how do I get from where I'm at now to turning that into a job? And so right around the time I had my daughter, um, I was able to do that. And it was so nice to be able to, to be home with her. And then, you know, I got divorced when my daughter was, she wasn't even a, a year old yet. And kind of in a situation it's I wasn't getting child support or alimony or anything along those lines and so I felt really lucky to you know as a teacher it would have been hard to teach and pay for daycare Mm full-time and and survive um and so I felt really lucky that I was able to be at home with her and working um working from home and and surviving (laughs) that time and so yeah it turned into a full-time job right around when she was born so so I feel like I've gotten to know you a little bit better in the past like three days because I kind of looked around on your blog some more and I, I clicked yes. a couple of your YouTube videos to be like, oh, I want to no. see what her like she her personality is like when she's talking. So I watched oh, it last <laughs> night at like nine. I was watching or eight or something. I'm so I was watching. sorry. <laughs> then we had nightmares all along. <laughs> no, it was adorable. I was watching you and your husband were answering reader questions. Awesome. Yep. Uh-huh. But my whole point with that is as I was kind of reading up on some of your most recent posts and and watched that video, I was like, this, I I'm going to go ahead and say that I would say is from the outside looking in, the reason that your blog took off so much is that you kind of seem like the kind of person that I'd want to go have coffee with or go for a run with. And you just have that personality that someone wants to be friends with you, you know, you're, you're really nice, but, and that, that's my goal. I want to be friends with everyone and we should go for a run someday. Hopefully our, um, races align someday and we can run together. That'd be really fun. That would be (laughs) awesome. Your cute boys. I will put a bug in your ear because we, I'm doing my very first live show in September and there is a half marathon that same day here. It's a women's race, September 30th. 
I'm in. Come, I have, you can bring Brooke. I have a house you can stay in. Um, Perfect. Yes, it's, I'm super She'll excited about it. Kids. But <laughs> I purposely planned the live show so that it would be on a day that there's a women's half marathon. So I'm like, okay, that gives people a reason to travel. They come do the race, and then we come have our little party afterwards. Oh, I love it. Yep, that sounds like a blast. Send me <laughs> more info. I'm I in. Will, for sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I so... I think that's the whole thing. And I think that you're right. I mean, if you're spending all this time on a blog, I mean, before it became your full-time job, your your brother was totally right. Like, why aren't you making money on this? You're spending all totally. your time, so much time doing this. And mm-hmm. it's funny because I had a friend text me, hi, if you're listening, friend, I won't call you out and say your name. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she said, is it annoying? Is it bad of me that... Um, I purposely don't like to buy things from affiliate links because it makes me mad that people are making money off of me. And I said, well, (laughs) um, because, you know, like in my show notes for my podcast, like if if someone recommends a book, I'll put an Amazon affiliate link up, you know, whatever. Oh, for sure. And, you know, that's like the name of the game, whatever. And I said, the thing is, is, you know, these people are spending lots of time linking things and putting this together and putting thoughts into what they're writing and her point was kind of like, well, anybody can be a blogger. And I'm like, well, yeah, sure. Anybody can start a blog. But like, do you realize how much time and energy goes into doing it? Like it is a job. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, and there's been a lot of trial and error for me and, and kind of a few months of blogging where I've, I feel bad about silver. I kind of went overboard with sponsored posts Mm, and mm -hmm. I look back on it and I was just kind of like, you know, I was in the mode of like, okay, well, yeah, I love this product. Of course I'll talk about it. Right. But it just got to the point where I was, you know, talking about too many products and mm-hmm. too many things. And so I kind of, I dialed back to saying, you know, I'll do three sponsored posts a month. And even since then I've gone, I'm, I'm, I've gone down to two where it's like, yeah, we can totally, we can survive, but like, I don't need to be selling myself for, you know, more things when, you know, two's great. That's perfect. I feel like that that's enough that my readers are feeling like I'm not a saleswoman, but I'm mm-hmm. also like, no, I really think this is cool. And I want right. you to hear about it. And I think you'll enjoy it too. And so, and so there's been a lot of trial and error and a lot of, you know, I think a lot of bloggers like over the years realize like, no, you have to make it really clear that a product is sponsored or an affiliate link or things like that, because it, I, I, you know, you need to keep that level of trust. And so over the years, there's been, so much trial and error of trying to learn how to make it a business and how to mm-hmm. keep people happy. And, but still, you know, like it's like a TV show. You have to, I mean, Hulu, whatever you're watching, like either you're paying a monthly subscription or, I mean, there has to be a few commercials. So totally. So it's kind of trying to balance those two things out, you know? And I think that's a really good way. That's a really good way to put it for someone on the outside looking in who maybe not understand that. Yeah. Like you, totally. there's commercials on, on Hulu, there's commercials on all these things you're you're watching and whatnot. On that note, though, how many hours a week do you think do you spend, spend on blogging? Yeah. So there, I mean, it depends on the week for sure, and and you know with what's kind of going on with our schedule or where we're at. But on average, I would say about thirty hours. Yeah. Um, but that's I'm working every day of the week. So it's, you know, 30, 35 hours. So it's not like all Monday through Friday. I'm putting in hours Saturday, Sunday too. Mm-hmm. But I mean I enjoy it, so I don't I don't see it as a, a problem. But but yeah, so I mean you're putting in the hours to to do this. And I mean it's kind of like a 
<laughs> it's my husband always jokes like always on the clock, you know, cause I'm mm-hmm. taking pictures anywhere we are. So it's not even just time in front of the computer. It's like, Oh, I got this email. I need to hurry and write back. Or, you know, it's constantly thinking of content and things like that, that, but, but I love it. So I can't complain. It's, it's fabulous, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, it's the hours are there. So it's either this or I'd have to go get a job, you know, I'd have to go back to work. And so I, I choose this obviously. So, but I, I couldn't do, I couldn't do it without getting paid. Does that make sense? Right. Um, yeah. You'd have to go work. Point, so Somehow. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't sure. have time. So would you, so what you say you schedule your posts. So what do you post something like, I know I read or heard, I went actually on my run just a little bit ago. I just ran like seven miles and the first half of my run, I listened to you read seven. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. It's like the golden number. It's like, okay, I'm out for like, you know, a little less an hour, hour, whatever. I like that. Okay. Sorry. Keep going. No, it's good. I actually, I was like, oh, I really want, I really should cut this down to five because I need to get back a little bit sooner before the interview starts. But I really wanted to run seven. Um, totally. Well, I get it. But I finished that run. Yes. I finished it with four minutes to spare. Um, (laughs) but I was listening. Oh, I listened back to your episode you did with Tina on runners connect. Like I love her. When did you do that interview? Oh man. I think that might've been a two years ago, a year and a half. And that was another thing where I was like, I want to get a feel better feel for her personality and whatnot. Totally. And, um, oh gosh, where was I even going? I love Tina. Yes. Tina. She's so great. So sweet. (laughs) She is so sweet. Oh, I know where I was going with that. So she mentioned in that, that you post two times a day and then Mm -hmm. you said you used to do three times a day. So, so tell me about that. Like, do you do like every day at like 10 and two or something like that? Totally. So yeah, back in the day, it was like three posts a day if it was Christmas. Like I, I was like rigid mm. on that rule. And I was, I mean, maybe not Christmas, but I was just like, I don't care. I need to put up content. Like I was kind of obsessive with it. And then okay. over the years it went, um, you know, it went down to two posts a day. And then, you know, lately it's gone, it's between one and two where I'm trying to maybe put in, you know, a little bit more work into a post rather than like, Mm-hmm. quantity and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to do a little bit more quality you know totally. and so um on the days that I can like I have enough content for two I do that but every morning it goes up at 6 a.m Utah time so you've done shine. it the night before <laughs> yeah I write it the night before so I as a lot of my work hours are at night to be honest too especially when I was a single mom I I mean I worked most nights from like 8 30 till midnight oh. you know and a few hours in the afternoon but it worked I didn't Brooke was asleep and I yeah. could just like actually do stuff <laughs> without her like <laughs> asking, you know, for a million different things. And it was kind of my like quiet time. So that, yeah. that actually worked out really well for us. Do you think time. it was, do you think posting back in the day when you're posting like so many times a day so frequently, do you think that was pivotal in you kind of your blog taking off? I think so. I think, um, especially back then that was kind of like the popular thing to do with like healthy living bloggers and stuff. Oh, okay. Everyone was kind of posting a lot, but I think readers, they want new content. You know, Mm -hmm. I do like if I know a website's only going to give me new content once a week, like it's hard for me to remember to go back. If I knew I, if I know I'm getting new stuff like every day or every other day, then it's a lot easier for me to remember to keep going. Do you send out a newsletter? You know, I don't, I need to. People keep telling me to do that and I haven't yet. So yeah, I think you just inspired me to, to do that. Do you do one? 
Well, I started doing one with my podcast. So, like, I just send out, I'll just, so, like, when this episode goes live, I'll just send out the show notes and the link to listen. And I don't have a very large subscriber list at all. But I also, see, you're really smart. Like, when you figured this out, like, when your brother gave you the book on how to make money as a blogger and all this, like, you really got your SHIT together and figured it out, you know, like, (laughs) yeah. I, there's no Hopefully. reason I shouldn't be like pushing out, like subscribe to my newsletter, but I really don't. I have like a little tiny link on the side of my blog that I don't even use. I only use my blog truly for my podcast. Podcast. Totally. <laughs> but you've, you found like your niche. You're so good. I've listened to like a dozen of your oh, podcasts and, or more. And like, you're so good at talking oh, to people. Like you. that's not something a lot of people are good at. You know, the other day I was talking to, um, do you know who Chris Bacard is he like this I mean he has like 2.6 million followers on you know Instagram he's just he's insane he's amazing so we were kind of talking about like okay where do you where do you think what's next for blogging you know Mm -hmm. is it Instagram what's where is this all going and he was saying podcasts and he was you know you need to start a podcast in my brain I thought that I am not good at that like you're good at this. So you keep doing you because you're like killing it with this. So I think you'd be great at a podcast. I think you have a great personality for it. And another thing is you have to have, this is sounds super critical, but you have to kind of have the right voice too. Like if you have a voice that is irritating, like that is really hard to be a podcast host. So you have a really nice voice. You could totally do it. See, this whole time I've been like, hey, talk an octave lower, Janine. Like, because my normal voice, I think, is even higher than this. So, so really, I'm, I'm, I'm going deep. (laughs) Well, I think it's funny because almost every time I put an episode on, people will, I'll always email my guest and say, you know, I'd love it if you could share this with your people and whatnot. And people hate hearing themselves talk. Yeah, I'm nervous about that. (laughs) That's always their (laughs) biggest thing. I do not want to hear my own voice. And nine times out of 10, it's, it's great. And, and I've edited out lots of ums and likes and uhs and, oh, you know, from me and Thank from the you. person. Okay. Make sure to do that with me. Okay. <laughs> I Thank can't you. lower your voice though. I can't make your voice. <laughs> okay. Well, we got to figure that one out. We'll, we'll so, figure that out. <laughs> but I, I think you're right. I think that a lot of people are going to be starting podcasts. I do think that you are also right about the podcast thing where it does take the right kind of personality, but also um, writing, you know, behind a computer screen is a lot easier than actually putting yourself out there and talking. Totally. Not that blogging yep. is an easier thing to do, but just as far as putting your voice out there, you know, it's, it's like being oh, yeah. in the video when you do your YouTube stuff, like you're putting yourself out there. Oh, for sure. I get to edit myself, you know, 30 times before something goes up. You know? yeah, yeah. I get to edit whatever, you know, grammar, or my mom helps me with my grammar still, or things like that, where the podcast, it's, it's live pretty, well, I guess it's not live, yeah, you but can like, edit. what yeah, you're like, saying is there. <laughs> if I said something that was going to make me sound like an idiot right now, I could totally edit it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, you, but it's a kind of a thing where you're kind of putting yourself on the spot where you kind of have to speak right on demand to this person that you've never talked to before. Totally. Totally. Um, but, and the other thing is too, you know, with my blog, which I told you, I never really, I never wrote a lot. I, I've written about my training and whatnot here and there and pregnancy and all that. But I, I now just post like yesterday, for instance, last night I posted like three paragraphs on Instagram where, you know, like that could have been that. a blog post, but instead I just, you know, sitting on my phone 
watching uh, watching TV and I just post it on Instagram. So like for me, that's what I do. But I feel like you're one of those bloggers that also is keeping it going and, and can stay in that that area too, you know? Yeah, yeah, I hope. I I really like blogging. Instagram, I feel a little more pressure because I'm like, how do I say all of the mm-hmm. all of the things I want to say in like yeah. you know, a few sentences. But but yeah, I, I need to think more like, oh, I could talk in paragraphs on on Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, and and things like that. But yeah. And I'm one of those people that's kind of stubborn and kind of sticks with like what they love or what they know. And so that's probably not good for the profession I'm in, but hopefully I can kind of like change a little bit more and evolve, but I just, I really enjoy blogging for some reason. So, well, I think you would also be great at a podcast and I think, you know, (laughs) the more the merrier, I think there's exactly room for everybody. And, um, people are always looking for new podcasts. So totally. I'm just throwing it out there. You do. You'd be awesome. Oh, you're so great. And that's how I feel with blogging. You know, when people ask like, well, can I have your tips for blogging? I'm like, absolutely. Like it's like an all you can eat buffet. There right. is plenty for every human that wants to do this. You know, there. So I, I think you're right with podcasts too, you know, and there's so many fun genres of podcasts that I'm really enjoying. For some reason, I've never really listened to them with when I was running until a few, the last few months I've started like listening to some of the murder mystery ones mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. And I've just become like attached and obviously listening to running ones, you get to like, it feels like you get to listen and talk to exactly what you like want to talk about at the moment. So it's perfect. Yeah. So, I love listening awesome. to them on easy runs. Like I can't do it during a workout because I tempo. want, um, yeah. Like if I was yeah, doing like mile either. repeats or something, I wouldn't be listening to anything, but on a tempo run, like I want like fun music. Do you listen to music oh, when you run? Sure. Yeah, like, well, the last few months, I've been doing more easy running, my right hip was kind of bugging me. And so I've kind of, I was slowing it down for a little bit. But um, when I'm doing like tempo runs or a race or speed workouts, I am like all about music. And sometimes my husband will like, listen to my playlist from like, speed workouts or a race or something. And he's like, are you angry? Like, are you okay? <laughs> I just, I, I need like Lincoln Park, or I need these like Lincoln fast Park. songs, like a little angry. Um, I don't know why. That's just kind of what works with my running. I need that fast beat and I need like something pushing me, you know? So, so I'm okay. I just like angry music when I run, I guess. That's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting. So do you race with music? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I didn't know Usually that. for like, yeah, for like marathons, I'll do uh, the last few marathons. What I've really tried to do is the first half without music, mm-hmm. second half with music. Cause I tend to go out way too fast on a marathon. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to take away anything that'll keep me mm-hmm. <laughs> from going out too fast. And that's one of them. So then I plug in at mile 13 and it's like, okay, you can go now or you can push it a little harder because the music's there. And you know, that helps me to, to go. But yeah, I need, I, I love music. And for a half marathon, I start from you know, the very beginning, um, with music. So now, I find that really interesting because I always feel like faster runners don't listen to music when they race. Yeah. And you've run a one twenty one half marathon. Like that's not slow. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was pure music. I was actually really upset that morning because I, I didn't like charge my, I, iPod or whatever I used, it wasn't fully charged when I woke up and I was so stressed, you know, that my music was going to die. And luckily it lasted the entire race. Maybe it was like the last half mile. It finally died or something, but yeah, no, I, I love music. It, it definitely motivates me, but, but you're right. A lot of the girls I see that are around me are usually without music. And so 
I think just whatever works for you. Don't totally. don't change it if it works. Do you run with music? You I don't. Run, do you? Well, I do. I don't. You race. don't race, right? That's what. Okay. I I don't race, and for like hard hard workouts, like if I'm if I go to a track and do like mile repeats or half mile repeats or something, I won't listen to music. But if I'm doing like a tempo run or something like that, or if I'm doing a long run with race pace miles, I will listen. Um, lately I'm super lucky because my husband runs much faster than me and oh I love it yes and so he will do workouts with me and he'll do like long run race pace miles with me so I I don't listen to music if I'm running with someone else you know that's awesome totally yep mm-hmm but I love that is so cool. picturing you running like 610 what is 121 what is that pace per mile so let's see that was a so technically that course is actually like, they've actually marked it longer. So it's not even just your oh Garmin gosh, saying crazy. it's longer. Yeah. So it's actually a, it was 13.35. So I think on my Garmin, it was like, and my Garmin hit the same distance that course is marked at, you know, with their little, I don't uh-huh. know what they, <laughs> the wheel or whatever. And so, um, I think it was like a 609, Can 607. That? That's so, insane. You know, I don't know why they do it. Like it's I do not race? understand I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a Utah race. It's it's not anything big, and so I don't. I think don't. I don't think people are trying to like, you know, qualify for the Olympics. Right. <laughs> so right. it's not a big deal. But but yeah, it's close to home. It's a beautiful course, and so I love so, it. So okay, six oh nine. I just love picturing you running a six oh nine mile for thirteen miles with your music in. And yep. tell oh, yeah. me what you use. Do you use like a slim clip or something? So now that was kind of to answer one of the questions that you talked about with, um, what are your favorite things? So yes. I'll just say one of my favorite sure. things now is I love the Nathan hipster belt. I don't know if you've okay. ever heard of that before, but anyways, like it's just like a thicker belt that goes around you. Now I'm not running 121 half marathons right now or anything close to that, but, um, but like for the last little bit, I've been running a lot with it. And I, I ran like a 131 half marathon with it the other day or a few weeks ago. And so like you don't even feel your phone on you. It's remarkable. I'm going to have to send you the link because like I, I still use my phone and for the music. And so I can just have it in there and I don't even notice like it doesn't move at all. It's just it is like a it's a miracle, really. Now, for <laughs> so our for our conversation earlier, are you going to send me the affiliate link? <laughs> you know, I will, but I'll clearly state that it's an affiliate link before Please I send state it that to you. in the email. I would appreciate that. I totally not. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, when you ran the 121, when was that? That was um, a year ago, August. So we're coming up on two years ago now. Okay. So yeah, that's so fast. I've, Life's definitely changed since then, but I mean, I really hope, I hope, I know I'll get back to that shape, but life just went kind of, I met my husband and not too long after that. And, um, well, I guess, yeah, so I met my husband and well, I, I, for that race, I was, a I was training for a marathon and, but my marathon wasn't until December. So from the half, I went more into marathon training. And then, um, I met my husband in April and we met and it was just like, boom, (laughs) like fast forward on everything. And just, you know, a lot, we got married quickly and blending a family and all sorts of things. And so, um, running's always there for you, you know, that's what I love about it. It's always there for you. And so, but for a while it's kind of been, you know, I, I still did a marathon and some halves and things, but 
I haven't, I haven't put in the speed and the work that it needs to, you know, to get some PRs and things like that, but I'll be back. I'm sure. (laughs) So I want to talk about, I want to get into this running stuff, but let me talk about your husband first. Um, yep. So favorite thing. Oh, I love it. So, okay. How many years ago did you get divorced? I got divorced. Um, it's coming up on four years, no, five years this summer. I don't know. My daughter was one and she'll turn five soon. So I guess that's four years. Okay. So Mm -hmm. how did you meet your husband now, your current husband? He and I, we, so (laughs) I was in a point where I was kind of done with blind dates because I felt like people thought, Oh, this person's your age. Mm -hmm. They're not married. You're not married. Like you guys should get married. And so I kind of gave up on um, blind dates for a while. Cause I don't know, I had dated for almost three years at that point and just nothing was working. Everything would end after like a month or two, you know? And, um, and so I kind of got to the point where I was like, why am I going out at night when I want to be with my daughter? You know? Mm-hmm. So I, I was kind of in the place where I was like, you know, I'm happy. Like I really love being with my daughter. I love my job. I love my family. I love my friends. And so I kind of was taking a backseat. I'd been burned way too many times at that point where it was like, I'm done being burned. I'm okay. And so I was kind of at a point where dating wasn't like a huge deal to me anymore. And I got this Facebook message from a friend of mine from like two years before that. And I'd actually dated his friend and we hadn't talked since that ended. And so I was confused why he was Facebook messaging me, but I had like a really strong feeling like open that up, go with this, whatever. And so I opened it up when I'd usually kind of ignore that kind of stuff. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want them to know I read the message, oh, totally. and, you know, things like that. And so, um, I just felt strongly to open it and I did. And, um, he told me who he wanted to set me up with. And I, of course, stalked Andrew really quick and like saw his pictures. And I was like, uh-huh. Yep. Great. What time? Like I'll be oh. there. <laughs> I was, I was like instantly very attracted to him and the things that this friend of mine had, was saying about him. And, uh, Andrew had a little boy and I instantly fell in love with Knox. Like he's just the cutest little thing you've ever seen. And so just going through pictures, I was like, yeah, I definitely want to go on a date with this guy. And usually like I didn't, I don't give out my address ever, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that, just especially in the blogging world. And so I used to always just meet people places. But with Andrew, I was just like, I was really quickly, um, just felt like super secure with him. And then, and I, it was weird that weekend before our blind date, I was in California and a really good friend of mine, um, I was at church with her and she was, you know, asking me about my dating life. And I said it was non-existent, but (laughs) I had a blind date that I was, excited for and she's like oh well, let me see a picture of him so I sent I, I showed her this picture of Andrew and she said Janae I know him he was like okay this is creepy but like keep going and she's like he is like stellar like he is the best, of the best like cream of the crop she knew him really well and things like that and so um from when she was living in Utah previously and so I felt like I was able to go into our blind date kind of like kind of like just knowing him a little bit already, you know, mm-hmm. and knowing, like knowing like the reasons for his divorce and, you know, things like that, where I felt like I kind of trusted him from the very beginning. And so, and so that was really nice. So we went on a blind date and talked nonstop for, you know, two hours at Outback Steakhouse. And I dropped, he dropped me off and I was, um, just waiting by my phone, hoping there Aww. would be a, t- you know, so he te- sent me a text and, 
And then we just saw each other. Our second date was like a trail run together, which obviously was great. And we had Jamba Juice after. It just seemed like it just worked really well, which hadn't been the case ever before in my life (laughs) with dating. And so, um, yeah, we got married pretty quickly. I think we got married seven or eight weeks after. Oh, shut up. Yeah, we really did. We Seven or eight weeks after your first blind date? After our first blind date, which is is, literally insane. It actually is insane. But we, so like my first husband, I dated him for over two years or something, you know? And since then, like marriage, after my divorce, marriage terrified me. Like it was just so scary. But then I don't know what happened. But with Andrew, (laughs) it was just like, yeah, of course we're going to, like, let's get our family together. Let's, let's do this. There was no hesitation. I never felt anxiety. Like, it was strange. And I used to look at people that did what I did and think, Oh gosh, like what's going on? Are you okay? Are you thinking clearly? But for (laughs) us, it's just like, why are we not married? Like, come on, let's go. You know? So, so he lived in the same town as you. Yeah. Uh huh. He just lived like a mile away from me. What are are the odds that like a cute, attractive guy, your age, who's also divorced, who also has a kid, your age, your daughter's age that you guys just match up and it just works out. Like, what are the odds? I know. And I didn't think it existed at all. Don't you live like, in a small town? Well, I mean, no. Like, we have a college here that has, oh, like, okay. 35,000 students. Okay. I mean, it's not like New York or something. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Here, but mm-hmm. just, like, so many similarities over the years. Like, we actually both went to the same elementary school in, like, a different part of Utah, like, five hours away from here. Or, like, you know, things like our kids are five weeks apart in age. Like, they're pretty much twins. So little things like that where we're like, this is just, like, kind of eerie, you know? But, like, I'm just going to go with it because it's perfect. So, I mean, marriage isn't perfect and blending is hard. But but Andrew was, like, the dream for me, basically. So so, it's great. It's fun. That is so awesome. (laughs) I love that so much. Well, you deserve it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so do you guys usually have, I know that your daughter's probably with you most of the time because uh-huh. she has to go, you guys have to go like out of state for her to visit her dad. Do you guys have the kids oh, really? at the same time usually? Well, yeah. So Brooke, we have, I don't know, 90% of the time. Yeah. It's usually like a weekend each month. So we switch off. So my ex will come here one month and okay. I'll go to California one month, which is really nice. So we, that has worked out so perfectly. I feel really lucky oh, for that. Man. And then um, with Andrew, we have Knox 50% of the time. Okay. So, I mean, really with two kids from separate marriages, our kids are together a lot more, I think, than, than mm-hmm. a lot. So they're best friends. They just, they're, Aww, I think they're, so they're all at Costco right now. And <laughs> they just, with, with they Andrew? love it. Yeah, with Andrew. Oh, uh-huh. the three of them? Yeah. Uh-huh. Is he going to text you pictures? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, I did tell him so to send cute. me some pictures. So that is so cute. <laughs> so I feel left out, but but yeah. So Andrew's in school right now, and so he's able to. He has a little bit more flexibility with hours and what things. Is, so what is he going to school for? So he's going to school for nursing. He, oh, cool. yeah, he was in sales for a while and decided he just he wants to help people. That's like his his thing. And so his mom's a nurse. He has a brother that's a nurse. He has two brothers that are nurses and. It's kind of in there. His mom actually is a professor of nursing. And so it's been in his family for a long time and he just loves it. So he's doing really well. And yeah, and we get to see him. (laughs) Yeah. And he can handle people calling him a male nurse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think um, so. He wants to do, gosh, a nurse, nurse practitioner, NP. 
Okay. So, so um, he'll be able to do prescriptions. I think it's NP or what's the other one? My mind's. Oh, is it? Well, yeah, no, a nurse practitioner. Totally. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, male nurses are like in really high demand. I mean, they can lift a lot heavier. Okay. They can, you know, they're so, so yeah, he's, he's prepared for that. Yeah. He's my nephews have made jokes or something and he's, right. he does, or yeah. he's, <laughs> I love this profession. So he loves it. Hey, but. He's, he's got confidence. He can handle that. Oh yeah. He can handle oh, the jokes. Sure. Um, totally. yep. so looking back now, if you mm-hmm. could talk to Janae four years ago, whenever you were kind yep. of walking through the divorce, walking through that time that had to be incredibly difficult, what, like, really? what would you tell yourself then? Oh gosh. Um, that, <laughs> that's a hard question. It is. Way... I should have prepared you for that, oh, but I no. just thought, you know, I thought, I think of questions on my run when I, when I'm about to interview someone. It. Yeah, that was, um, that was a really dark, dark time for me. That was my divorce. Like, I mean, things had gotten iffy towards the end of, I mean, the marriage, but like, I didn't think divorce ever, (laughs) never crossed my mind. And so my divorce was like a shock. You know, I, I filed for divorce within hours of deciding, you know, it was like a, all this, like, I just felt like I'd been hit by 50 trains, you know? And so I was in a, it wasn't like I had time to prepare myself for what was going to happen. It was like, I do now, (laughs) like, where am I? So that was a, that was a dark time for me. And I, I think the thing I would have really, um, liked to have known then that, that I tried to remind myself of hope and that it's always darkest before the the dawn. But I think just remembering that, like, it'll get better. It always does. No matter what, like the sun always comes up there. There's no question. It'll come up and it will get better. It might take two months, might take four years, might take 15 years, you know, but like life gets better and there's so much brightness up ahead. And so just knowing that a little bit better than Mm -hmm. kind of the day to day during the day to day struggle would have helped me a little bit more. But I mean, I, I think that was the struggle I needed. I think that's what I, I don't know if Andrew would have married previous Janae, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I, I really had a lot of growing up that I needed to do during, during that time. And hopefully I did it, but, um, there was a lot of growth there through those years. So I'm glad, I'm glad it was what it was. Um, and I had to learn the way I had to. So that's a really good point. You're different when you met Andrew, you know, totally. you're so different. I know, I'm like, yeah. I don't think he would have married college Janae. <laughs> so I'm glad he knew he met 30 year old Janae. That's, that's so great. Janae. So was it, so was it so hard though, walking through that publicly? I mean, you have so many people reading your blog and following your life. Like, I mean, people were probably passing judgment. Like how did you handle the oh, public yeah. publicity of that? You know? Yeah, that, um, so I almost quit blo- blogging. I remember I almost pulled the plug one day. There was I got a few comments one day. It was something like, stop running home to mom and dad. Like, Mm. go be a big girl and put your marriage together. And I was like, well, technically I can't. Like, Mm. I actually can't. And so, um, and there there was people that would make fun of me for, I lived at home for about a year. And I had people, yeah. Oh, I needed it. Oh, my mom was like rubbing my feet every night, like getting me through it. Like, and financially I couldn't. I left with zero dollars to my name, literally zero dollars. And so, I couldn't live anywhere else um, besides my parents' basement. And I, and it was my safe place. I loved it there. I felt so happy there oh, <laughs> because I just felt like safety, you know? Yeah. And um, 
and security and things like that. And so people would make fun of on my blog, they'd leave comments about, you know, um, you look like you're 28 years old living in your parents' basement, you know, (laughs) which I was, and I loved it. And it was, my sister actually went through a divorce a few years (laughs) before me and she did the same thing. She lived in my parents' basement and kind of healed there. And, and she joked with my parents, she was never leaving, you know, (laughs) and then she ended up getting married and leaving, but she was like, this is fabulous. Like, I have my like support system here. I'm safe. I'm happy. Like, you know, so I, I felt like, but like me as a person, I know I'm supposed to be here right now. Like this is what I need. But then having people on the outside world saying like, what kind of person are you to be living at home and needing your mom and dad so much? And, and so that was hard. But I, I think one of the biggest thing blogging is teaching taught me over the years is you've, you've got to have a thick skin or else Mm -hmm. it just doesn't work. And you have to realize like, you know, what matters is like what my God thinks of me and like what I feel about myself. It doesn't matter what Joe from Arkansas thinks of me. (laughs) It doesn't matter. And so, and so it, it was hard publicly, but then you have this benefit of, I still like email back and forth with women going through a divorce right now, or, you know, I read through your post from August of 2013 and this really helped me. And so I was also really able to connect with people. Well, I'll never talk about the reasons for my divorce. I don't think that's need that needs to happen ever, but I did talk about what I felt. And I Mm -hmm. think people realizing like, Oh, I'm not the only person that feels like they are completely alone on, on the holidays or whatever it may be. I, I hope that was able to help some other person out there realize like, no, that a lot of people have this and like you can get through it and it's brighter up ahead. Just like hold on and like do the right things in your life and, and you'll get there. But, um, so, so it was, but then I had so much support too. I mean, I had people sending me like chocolate from Aww. all over the place or, you know, I had so much support and people just like that didn't know me. Like I think on my divorce post, I had like 600 comments of like, people that were just like holding my hand through it, you know? And, um, I just, so yeah, there's hard parts, but then there's so many incredible, beautiful people out there that, that care for you, even though you only know each other over the internet, over words, you know, um, that was really, I needed, I needed that support through those years. And I am so grateful. I'll always be grateful for those people. It's so So, true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these people are, are, they're real people. Like, I had a pretty big surgery like three years ago and I had friends from online, like friends. And this was like before my podcast, I didn't even blog very much. And I had friends I had never met in person sending me flowers. And I was like, are you kidding me? This is real. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, that really makes you feel special. It absolutely. Well, Man, I wish I would have known you oh. <laughs> during your surgery. I'm so, what kind of surgery was this? Oh my gosh, long, long, long story. But oh, I, just I, not a fun one. Yeah, well, I just I had a preventative uh, double mastectomy because I have the BRCA2 oh, gene mutation. So goodness. it's this big, long story. But <gasps> it was a big deal in my life at that time, and it was you know it's totally different than going through a divorce. But when I I, I remember getting home from the hospital, I was like laying on the couch and my husband brought these flowers and he was like, you're, you're not going to guess who these are from. And they would be from people that I hadn't even met in real life. And they had like reached out to my husband to get my, our address so that it would, you know, be a surprise. And so, yeah, it's, it's really, really heartwarming. Yeah. But 
back to you because then I get on a tangent talking about myself. Um, oh, but I want to hear these things. I need to know. <laughs> you need to know everything. Um, did, did you just, when that was happening, like, did you just choose to not respond to people that would make mean comments? Like, how do you, how did you handle yeah. those things? So my mom is like the best coach in life and blogging and everything. And, and she's always been like, team, you need to just like, just let it be like, you don't need to respond. And I remember I responded to one person and it wasn't very kind. Mm. It wasn't like my normal self. And I deleted it within like a few seconds, Mm. but like, I still feel bad about it, you know, because (laughs) it's like, I remember with my students, what one of the biggest lessons I always learned from my students was like the students that would like hammer me or like that were not kind or not doing the things they needed to or calling me swear words or something like that. The second I learned about their personal life or what was going on at home or in their relationships, the second I realized like it had nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. Um, They were acting out in a certain way because maybe their parents beat them or maybe they just broke up with their boyfriend or girlfriend or they're failing out of this class. And, and so I've kind of realized that with blogging too. Like, I don't, I don't think people are purposely trying to like tear me down or like hurt me. I think they're struggling in their own life in a certain way. And so I still feel bad for responding to that comment the way I did, because I don't know what was going on in that person's life. And I, and I shouldn't have reacted the way I did. And so ever since then, I've really just gotten to the the point where I'm not going to respond like anything but kind, because I don't know where they are in life and I don't want to hurt them. Like they're not purposely trying to hurt me. There's, they're just struggling in there at that time. And I get that. That's hard. That's a dark place to be in. And so, um, so yeah, it was, it was really hard not to respond to a, a lot of these different comments. And, and that one comment I did respond to, I still feel guilt over and I'm not going to ever do that again. I'm not going to, I don't want to feel that guilt. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of the lesson I learned. So <laughs> from I mean, you have so many people that are reading it's, and it's, I mean, it's got to be impossible to connect with everyone, but do you have certain people that you're like, oh, I, I know her, like she's been reading for like, totally. you know, five years. Like, do you yeah. have people that are just yeah. like the regulars that you kind of interact with? There is. So there's a girl named Erica. I don't think she's going to be happy. I said her name, but her name's Erica and we've met in real life. And I think she read my blog from like day one. And I still just, I'm so excited whenever she comments. Cause like, I know her. Yeah. And we've like connected over the years and we've had so many similar um, experiences and, and things like that. And so, yeah, there's, there's definitely been people that I've connected with that, that I'm like, man, how did I, how would I have, I'm just so grateful that we've had this connection. Um, so yeah, I, I look forward to for sure the people that I've interacted with back and forth for years, but, but yeah, but then you also feel bad because you don't, you can't make connections with everyone. There's not enough time in the day. And and that's something I feel with guilt for when I can't get back to emails all the time or things like that. Um, cause I want to, I want to connect with everyone and, and I want that cause I need that too. So, but, but hopefully I'm, I'm getting better at that. <laughs> how many, cause I filled out, I didn't, I didn't know how else to contact you. I mean, I, I'm oh, yeah. sure I know someone that has your email, but I just fill out totally. your contact form on your website. Um, how many of those a day do you get like on your contact forms? Contact forms, probably 10 to 15 a day. Okay. So, okay. so yeah, it's, it's hard to keep up with, with everything, but that's, that's any job in yeah. in life, motherhood, anything. It's, you can't keep up with everything. And so you got to 
give yourself a break a little bit, but, um, but, but you're yeah, smart because you say, I can't respond to all of them, but I, but I do read them all. Totally. And I do, I read every single one and a lot of them make me cry. Like Aww. people are just amazing and are going through so much and running. And that's the beauty of our like niche of running is like seeing how much running is helping these different people get through whatever trial they're experiencing or, you know, it's, it's incredible. We have the best sport, I think Yeah, <laughs> running does so much for us. So, so <laughs> you, you mentioned when you, what did you say just a little bit ago when you were said you were going through, when you were going through everything and you were like, it doesn't matter what Joe from Arkansas thinks it matters what totally, you know, like what my God mm-hmm. thinks. So do you talk mm-hmm. about your faith at all on your blog a little bit? Are you are, you're Mormon, are you? I am. Yeah, okay. I'm Mormon. So I, you know, I don't talk about it a lot just because I don't, I don't feel like my blog is a place to like religious talk, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and some things like, and maybe this is just blogging over the years. Like I used to be a little bit more open about different things. Um, but then there's some things that are like too near and dear to your heart that I actually, I can't handle criticism on. Totally. Um, whether that's my religion, like that's, the most dearest thing to my heart, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't handle that very well. Or, you know, some things about motherhood, you know, I keep, I keep things private with that just in the sense where like, that is too close to me to like, have, <laughs> have any big, you know, issues on it. And I don't ever want people to think I'm like, they come to my blog for some like religious. Yeah sermon, you know? And so, but I do hope I, you know, people know I'm Mormon. People know that's like a big part of my life. And so I think more just like showing that like, yeah, church is a big part and family is everything to us. And, and that's just maybe hopefully just, I show a little bit of like, that's where myself is from or, you know, things like that rather than than preaching. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be that person. Do you <laughs> so. feel like, tell me about how this feels. Cause I feel like you, people that live in Utah get the stereotype. Oh, they live in Utah. They're Mormon. Totally. Oh yeah. Um, so like Salt Lake city, it's like half and half Mormon. And okay. then where I live, it's man, I would say like 75% LDS or Mormon. Um, okay. So yeah, there's a, there's a large, everyone in my family. Well, not like my extended family, but all my siblings and parents and, um, Andrew, obviously okay, we had a that. lot of the same, totally. Yeah. We had a lot of the same morals and values and beliefs and like everything was right on, on, you know, right, right. Connecting. Um, and so, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of Mormons here for sure. So then that's a question I have is, I mean, and this is like in any religion, I feel like in the Christian culture, like they, you know, you're kind of like told you should probably date someone that has the same beliefs as you or whatever. When you were totally. going on these dates post-divorce, were you only dating p- other people of that faith or what, how did that look? Totally. Yeah. yeah. So I, for me personally, yeah. I mean, okay. especially with like my religion, I mean, I don't drink, right. I don't um, have sex before marriage or anything like, or things like that. And so like, it's hard to date uh-huh. anyone that doesn't feel that same way. It's hard for them too, you know, like if they enjoy drinking or something, like I, I don't. And so that's hard to like line up with, you know? So I mean, on either side of the spectrum, that's hard for a person. So yeah, I kind of just decided that was kind of what I was going to do just so, you know, we didn't have to run into those problems yeah. of, you, of having different opinions on that. <laughs> what about caffeine? Do you drink caffeine? 
I do. Yeah. Okay. I don't anymore. So I became really addicted to diet Coke, okay. like through my divorce, like it was a problem. I was <laughs> drinking so much diet Coke. It was not healthy. And, and I actually developed a lot of like stomach problems mm-hmm. over the years with like ulcers and things like that. And I just decided it's not worth it for me. Cause I'm like an all or nothing kind of person with mm-hmm. caffeine. And it was like either all of the caffeine or none. And so I stopped drinking caffeine, like a year or two ago. And, and it's, it's been good for me, but people are always like, how do you run in the mornings without caffeine? And I didn't used to be able to, it was a hard transition over to being able to do that. But, but now I think my body's just used to not having it, but that's just a personal, personal choice. Yeah. Mormons can definitely have Coke, Coca-Cola. Do some, do some, is that a myth though? You're like debunking all these Mormon myths. Is oh, that no. a myth though? Like do people, I feel like I've heard that some Mormons don't drink or don't have, uh, I know that drinking is a no, but like I've heard that mm-hmm. they don't uh, eat anything with caffeine in it or drink anything with caffeine. Yeah. So we don't, we don't drink, um, coffee. Okay. Basically we have like, um, some guidelines, just like health guidelines, mm-hmm. basically kind of like FYI, like it's like moderation basically okay. in anything. And so, and so that's kind of a thing, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of myths. We're not polygamous. We don't have <laughs> horns. Like there's a lot of things that I get. I do you remember skinny runner? Um, I, I know at all? of the name. Okay. She's just the funniest girl you'll ever meet. And I remember the first time I met her, she's like, so you're not a polygamist, right? And I was like, yeah, definitely not. So, um, there, it's just normal. It's with anything. There's always myths or, you know, mis mistruths or whatever. So, <laughs> okay. One more Mormon question. I promise. Oh, we'll perfect. <laughs> oh, I don't mind. I love what, it. Then what do you feel about like all these shows like big love and these, I mean, do you feel like that's like, Oh, that's that paints such a bad picture of what my beliefs truly are. Totally. So I think, um, so big love, that's like, um, polygamy, right? I, well, I've actually never seen it, but I think, okay. There's, there's two shows. I feel like there's one reality show and then there's one that's like a series on HBO and I've never watched either, but totally. Totally. I've never watched them, but I, I hope they make it clear on the show. Like it's like a different branch, basically Uh the LDS church, like started and then a branch went off. Like, so, I mean, I'm sure we like have similar beliefs, but then there's also (laughs) beliefs that aren't similar, um, in our church anymore. So, so yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I I haven't seen those though, but I mean, I, if it's a reality show, I'm sure I'd love it. So I get sucked into those way too easily. (laughs) Yeah. Do you, um, okay. I said last one, but now my brain is just taking out one more question. What kind of music do you guys listen to at your church? Oh, so we, um, like at church or outside of church? Well, yeah. Like what is like, you know, like in the Christian church, like just general, like praise and worship music, like what kind of church, what kind of music do they play while you're at it? Like, do you go to a church service and like they play music and then there's a sermon and all that? What kind of music is there? So they're called hymns, basically just like just songs about, you know, Christ and love and happiness and, you know, the good stuff. Okay. All right. So it's more like probably... Probably more similar to like a Catholic singing as far as like the hymns and stuff like that. Cause you know, like totally. contemporary Christian churches, they have like rock bands. And- totally. Yeah. <laughs> and I want it like, where's that on our church? <laughs> but, that sounds so fun. But yeah. And then they have like okay. primary hymns for the kids and stuff that our kids love, like love, love. Like Aww. every night we're having to sing like four or five of them. So they're really attached to the children hymns. They really like those. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> so it's fun. Yeah. 
All right, everybody. I know you're loving Janae. She is so fun. She's so sweet, right? Before we continue my conversation with Janae, I want to thank the Ursa Family Y for supporting this podcast. You guys know I love the Y. I basically live there Monday through Friday. They have a no join fee right now. So through May 31st, if you sign up to become a member, you'll have a no join fee. And on top of that, if you go to any of the downtown locations here in Indianapolis, tell them Lindsay Hines sent you and get a free $25 program credit. The program credit is good for activities like swim lessons, MX4, youth and adult sports, and so much more. The offer is valid until May 31st, so go cash in on that. And I'm super excited because actually tonight, if you listen to this on Friday, I'm going to be recording my first mini live episode down at the Y downtown. So super excited about that and just thankful for their partnership. You guys check out the YMCA. All right, guys, let's continue my conversation with Janae. You said when you run, you listen to music and you like the hard stuff. What are some of your, give me like some, your top five favorite songs to run to. Okay. My favorite songs to run to, this is hard. Um, and it was top five. Well, so like I said, Lincoln park, that's just, I don't know why I enjoy that so much. Um, I really like Lord a lot, the L O R D E. I like her music a lot. Um, Sometimes I'll run to like Regina Spector or Taylor Swift and Uh things like that, or Jack Johnson. Uh, Do you, have you ever heard of brand new before? Oh, they're so. like an old band that I used to listen to all the time. Um, Halsey, I don't know. I, the Imagine Dragons, Chainsmokers, uh-huh. those kind of people. Uh-huh. But it kind of changes too with the run where what I want to listen to. It kind of depends or like what mood I'm in, I guess. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Probably depends on what I'll listen to. So your marathon PR is 304. Yes. A long time ago. Yes. Like, what is it? Five years ago? Six years ago? Yeah, that was a long, that was 2010 or 2011. So that was a while ago. So I mean, sub three is on my radar. That'll always be a goal I have. But since then, the fastest I've ran is uh, 310, I think. And that was last year. But, but you know, life, I ran my 304. And then I had like, femoral stress fractures and I was dealing with amenorrhea, however you say that. And, you know, trying to gain weight to get that period back. And then I got pregnant with my little girl and then I got divorced and then trying to run as a single mom was hard just because I was on the treadmill pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that sounds like a lot of excuses, but a lot of things have just happened since that 304 that, um, the sub three was never, I had a really good training year last, uh, a year and a half ago. And, and I was able to do well then, but that sub three just hasn't come yet, but I know it well. I was actually talking to my old coach two days ago and we were talking about, you know, kind of timelines of when we're going to get back into that sub three mode. So that's exciting. and I'll get there hopefully someday, maybe in my dreams, but, <laughs> now, <laughs> but <it'll still> come. <laughs> when you were training for, it was, was it last December or the December before you were, I mean, you were like, you had a great training cycle and you were geared up to do it, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Um, so I'd missed the marathon. So it wasn't last December. It was the one before that. I was, I was training for a marathon in October and a few days leading up to it, I was in the hospital for some things. And my doctor said, if you try to run this, you'll be in an ambulance. Mm So I had a lot of stomach problems. So I had to take off like a week or two and then gradually build up again. And I think my marathon training cycle went from like a four month thing into like a seven month thing. And, and so I think, um, it just didn't happen for me in December. I, I, 
threw up a few times that race, you know, it's, it's the marathon, but that's why we're addicted to it is you just, you're craving that like perfect day where all the stars align. And, and I made mistakes for sure that day and things I learned from. And then, um, and then since then I just haven't, I never, you know, you get a little burnt out too on training that hard Mm -hmm. for so long. And so I took it easy for a while and then got married and, haven't gotten back into it yet, but, um, but I'll get there for sure. Uh, I love it. I love, I think I like the training better than the race. And so, um, that training cycle is like really special to me because I had some really cool workouts that I didn't ever think I'd be able to do. And and I did it. And, and so knowing you can do those things again is exciting, but, but yeah, I'm just looking for that perfect race day. <laughs> well, and you're right on that too. Like, and I, I talked to you, I don't know if you listen to this episode, but her name's Teal Burrell and haven't. Okay. That's one of my more recent ones. And she, she went from like, I mean, technically she went, her first marathon was over four hours and she ended up running at 241, but. <gasps> okay. That's, wow. Yeah. That's a fun episode. I mean, she really like Wait. Her, the first marathon she truly trained for, she ran something like a 330 and then she took that down to a 241. But Anyway, in that episode, yeah, it was incredible. And we talked about that a lot. Like she had, I mean, she ran probably 14 marathons to get to that 241. And her whole point was like, there were marathons there where she was in shape to run, you know, like a 250, you know, on her journey to climb to that 241. But there were times when like that race day didn't work out, but she will always have those workouts that she did. She will always know that she did those workouts and that she was in shape for, you know, in those build on season after season. Totally. Oh, I love that. I can, I'm going to have to like listen to that one today. Yeah. Hers <laughs> is a good one. Hers is super inspiring. She was literally due. She was pregnant and due with her baby like three days after the episode. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Look at her. Yeah. Super woman over there. Yeah. It was good. Like in bed. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, it's actually, that's actually funny because I, I looking back, I was thinking about this when I was talking to her I interviewed someone, um, and it was an interview I'd been trying to get for a while, and when she finally came through and said she could do it, I was a week overdue. <gasps> like, Are you kidding me? I, I interviewed her and oh. went to the hospital um, that night with my most recent baby, and I was a full week overdue, but I was like, you know what? The baby hasn't come yet, and she can do it. I'm booking this interview because who knows when else I'll, I'll be able to make it happen. Okay. You're my hero. <laughs> Isn't that That's incredible. Though? I mean, so technically I was, like, in labor when I was interviewing her because I went to the hospital, like, five hours later. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. You're, like, editing out your, like, contractions. You're yeah, like, hold on I, a second. <laughs> I wasn't in any pain yet. I wasn't really having contractions yet. I was just kind of achy, but, like... I, I, they, they were on their, well on their way for sure. Wow. It's okay. So yeah. That's hardcore right there. Hardcore. See, Brooke was early, so I don't even know what you it feels like to, to do that. like full, like overterm. That is like a whole different How level. How early was she? Uncomfortable. I mean, it was like two weeks, but still. That's a lot though. I mean, two that's weeks is a lot. Fabulous. I mean, that's three <laughs> weeks before my baby. I mean, so if totally. you think about it, so he was like seven eleven. I mean, had I had him, which isn't, you know, that's not very big, but like no. had I had him three weeks before that, he probably would have been what, like six and a half pounds or something. Totally. Um, yeah. And it's like, it was still like, I mean, she was perfectly okay at that yeah. point, but I felt pretty lucky. I didn't have to endure those last Dude. two weeks. Oh my gosh. I got to have her. <laughs> you reach your due date and you're like, all right, man, like this was supposed to happen Come today. <laughs> That was the longest week of my life. Like, because oh, then I'm you start so thinking, like, 
when is this going to happen? Like, are, are these contractions? Like, what is this? And <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I'm on my third kid. I should know. Right. Oh, oh man. I, and I feel like usually you it like it's shorter, right? Like your yeah. first one, you're usually over. And then like, so by your third, you're like, what body? What is like, happening? Why are okay. you still in my body right now? <laughs> <laughs> like, come meet us. Are you nervous to meet right. us? I know. <laughs> so are you going to be so and, and you said in your interview with Tina that you really yeah. peak out at like 50 miles a week when you're in hardcore yep. training. And I love that because yep. Man, part of me thinks, and my husband's an advocate. If you don't, if you're, you know, not injury prone, he's like, you know what, Lindsay? Like, the more miles you run on tired legs, the better you're gonna do at mile 22 of your marathon, you know. And I, I'm not super injury prone, but a little bit more than he is. Um, and I honestly like to prevent burnout. I don't like to run more than 60 miles a week, like max. Yep. Yep. Do you? Then you do that. You right? keep doing that. There's no reason to go over. Yeah, I I feel for me 50 55 maybe is max. So like my marathon training is the same mileage as my half marathon training. Okay. That's just kind of where my body loves to be. Now with marathon training I have an extra rest day just because, you know, a 20 miler needs to be done, you yeah. know, and that are 22 miles and so um but yeah, I've just found um that physically I don't get it injured at that mileage. If I go above, I, I always get injured. Um, mentally that's, that's what I can handle. And that's what I, you know, I'm not good at, I guess, putting in quality workouts on really tired legs. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't, I guess I need to work on my mental game, but, um, uh, that's kind of where I found works for me. And man, my first marathon, I ran like a 320 and I was running 35 miles a week. Um, but that was my peak mileage. So for some people, they need to be putting in those 70, 80 milers a week. Um, but for me, less is a little bit more, I think, um, when it comes to like injuries or um, mentally, I just, I don't, I'm not a high mileage person, I guess, but, um, but I applaud everyone that is, cause that's incredible. That is a huge feat. Do you do, do yoga you do? or like strength training? Um, so I've done yoga in the past and I attempt strength training myself sister's huge into strength training. And so she like tries to talk me into it every week. And, and I just, I don't know. I, I know it'll make me a better runner. And when I'm working with a coach, yeah, I'm doing strength training because otherwise they're like mad at me. They're not going <laughs> to let me do the long runs or the fun runs that I want to do if I'm not doing strength training, but on my own, it's, I just don't enjoy it. Like, um, like I do running. And so it's harder to, I do a little, I do some lunges and squats every day or like core work, but I'm not like, I'm not in the gym too often unless my sister talks me into it but I don't know do you do a ton of strength training no I oh. do basic like planks yep. and lunges and squats totally. and um I would like to add in like at least one day a week where I actually do some other things but like you know, I mean I'm the same way it's like if I'm gonna get anything and I want to get my run in so I feel like if I'm getting the basics in, like if I'm taking care I'm foam rolling and taking care of you know, doing the lunges and those, those small things that are keeping things strong, um, I'm doing better than, than right? I could be. Right. Totally. Oh yeah. And you just have to celebrate that and say, you know what, that's, that's the season of life. I'm doing the best I can. Well, <laughs> and I do think, you know, in a lot of the books that I've read and the, the coaches that I follow along, like Brad Hudson is one that I really think is, it does a really good job is, he, you know, he really doesn't advocate a ton of strength training for runners. Like totally. he advocates strength training and 
and keeping your body strong and doing those basic things. But um, he doesn't advocate really going crazy with it. Totally. Yeah. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. I want to read his stuff now because that's, that's kind of where I feel too. Or, and there's just, there's not enough time in the day, right? you know? Exactly. Yeah. I just, I'm not going to sacrifice my kids getting to school on time or whatever. It's, you know, it's for more than I'm already doing, you know, there's, there's a limit for me for sure. Well, <laughs> what, I know. And that's what I, sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. Oh no, I'm glad. I want to hear what you're saying. No, I was just going to say, like, I always feel like that too. Like a few years ago, I did a half Ironman and I feel like my body wow. was in the best shape of my life at that time. But like, Ooh. I was probably only running four days a week and, you know, doing all the other things. But like, I know that my body would be really healthy and feel really good. My core would be really strong if I jumped in the pool twice a week. But like, how many hours a week am I willing to put into this thing? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I like oh, to run. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think um, motherhood kind of changed that right. a little bit for me because you just, I mean, you don't have yeah unlimited time. So it's like, hey, I've got 70 minutes tomorrow for my workout. Right. Yeah, I'm doing 70 minutes of running. You know, right, I'm not right. do like 40 minutes of running and 30 minutes at, you know, right. at the gym strength training. And so, and that's kind of my problem too. Or yeah, you just, you kind of, you have to choose. You have to pick and choose what what's best, you know, for your family, for you for your body, um, what makes you happy. And, and yeah, it sounds like you're doing that perfectly. So yeah, it's like, okay, sure. I could go to the gym and swim like a thousand meters or whatever after my kids go to bed, but like, I don't want to do that. I want to eat dinner with my husband and sit on the couch yeah. for an hour. You know? Yeah. I know people that work out at night. Like I really want to applause because <sighs> I, after dinner time, I'm uh -uh. like, Nope. I'm worthless. There's yeah. nothing coming out of me besides some good watching TV and just hanging out. So that's amazing when people can work out at night, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I went out last night. I ran at like 6.15 and that was really Dang. late for me. Yep. Mm -hmm. I mean, I knew I was coming home to like eat dinner right away and um, most of the bedtime process would probably be done by the time I was back. So it's kind of nice to plan. Right. And exactly. <laughs> I was like, I'm okay with getting out of here for like a little bit during this very chaotic hour. You're like, oh, I didn't even realize I was missing bedtime. Yeah, I know that's that one I have something at totally every Wednesday night. I have like a program that I go and do, and I'm like. I don't know if I'm like actually getting like heaven points for this. Cause it's just kind of nice to leave uh -huh. at bedtime. Uh -huh. Like I'm not even a part of that. Like really I'm getting more out of this than anyone else is in this situation. So, so and then <laughs> what that. does that look like with your husband? I mean, is that like totally normal? Like Brooks, like, um, does he, what does she call Andrew, Andrew or, or what does she call him? So she calls Andrew Dada. Okay. So she calls her real dad, daddy. And okay. then she calls, um, Oops, sorry, someone's calling my husband. Um, and then she calls Andrew Dada. Okay. And okay. so that's kind of their special thing. But yeah, Andrew's um once again, like he's doing school from home, so he's he's around the kids a lot. So he um he's a lot he's really good at like working with them. Like Aww. I would definitely say he's better than I am at this. Um mm -hmm. he's better at cooking, like he just he's really good at life. And so um they do so well with him. So it's not like I have to worry, you know, that things aren't getting done. It's more like I have to worry when it's just me in charge <laughs> alone. That's when I have to worry about like things getting done. Yeah. So he's really good at that. Oh, but. that's so good. So, yeah. So are you going to try to do the sub three this year or next year? 
I don't know. That's like, that's the question. But yeah, we're, we're playing it by ear. I mean, cause as you know, that's like, you need, you need the family. Yeah. Okay. On that. Cause training, I mean, it's, yeah, you're, I'm still only doing 50, 55 miles a week, but I mean, my nutrition changes, my mm-hmm. sleeping changes, like you've really got to, um, focus in on that. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's going to happen. Um, I'm young ish for distance runners, at least that's, isn't that nice that we yeah. get that like, women runners. I mean, they're, I've been beaten by, um, women late in their forties, yeah. you know, it, they're just cruise by me looking as strong as ever. So that's a beautiful thing about our sport is we've got, we've got time to do these awesome goals. So, um, just figuring out the right time with any goal in life, I think is do a process. You, how old are you? I'm 31. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah, I'm 33. Uh-huh. I'm We're, totally good yes, with. We're about the same age. Yeah, <laughs> I'm totally good with running my PRs in my mid to late 30s. Right? I know. Yeah. I see no problem in that. So there's a time and season for everything. And and really this last year, we've um, blending a family is a lot harder than I thought it would be. It's great. It's amazing. But I mean, it has, it takes a lot of work oh, um, with kids. And I don't know how people do it with teenagers. That's oh, yeah. like a whole nother world. Um, but I mean, our kids were like three, four. And so, um, and so that's taken a lot of, that's kind of been our main priority to be honest. Um, running's always there once again, but, uh, but yeah, blending has kind of been a, a big thing in keeping up with work and school and, and life. So yeah, when, when that time comes, I'll make sure to broadcast it all over the internet that I'm, that I'm doing that sub three goal again. That you're going for it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So my oh, coach and I have talked about it and we kind of have more of an idea of what'll go on, but I just gotta, you gotta figure it out with your family. So I really struggle with that nutrition thing though, because I like to eat Oops. and I like to eat what I want to eat when I want to eat it. And right? I think I generally eat pretty healthy, but you know, it, I know there are some like minor tweaks that when you're really, really trying to hit that really hard goal that you maybe need to do it. And I just don't like right? to give up some things. <laughs> I know. I'm like, is that worth 10 seconds? Right. You know, I, I don't mean? know if it is. <laughs> I really don't know if it is. And, and yeah, it's nutrition's rough. That's a hard thing. And, and for me, like for years, I was so obsessed with it where I don't even, I don't want to want to go down that road again of obsessively yeah. thinking about calories or I'll, I'll never do that again, ever. I refuse. No goal is worth that for me. And so, but more just like, okay, you know, I don't need to eat candy for lunch today and things like that is what I mean with my nutrition of yeah. getting better with that. So well, you at least don't have the problem I have since you don't drink because I have the problem that I really like to have wine at night or like totally. on a Friday when my husband gets home, I'll have like a, you know, strong IPA and I'm like, man, this is not good for my gut. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, whatever. You, have you the know, candy, life's though. too short. I have candy. I'm yeah, candy is probably way worse. So just, <laughs> just don't combine the two, I guess, you know, have one or the other. I've, I have a friend that is, she is just like diehard nutrition, uh-huh. but she's still, I mean, she has her soda, like yeah. soda. She hasn't had a candy bar in 15 years, but like, so does her thing. So I think everyone, you have to have your thing, you yeah. know, you have to have that thing because life's too short. <laughs> Do you drink kombucha? Um, so I drink, um, oh, oh wait, you I, probably can't, can you? Um, I don't it know. Has, if I it. Well, it does says, it have alcohol? 
Well, it doesn't tech. I mean, it technically does, I guess. It says it's, this is what it says. I'm reading the thing I just drank. Kombucha oh. is a fermented tea that has naturally occurring alcohol. Do totally. Do you yeah. avoiding alcohol no, I don't. or religious beliefs? Oh, so you probably don't. Yeah. No, I don't do that. I drink Kavita. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I thought that it's was kind of like. A, so they do have some that are, okay. but then they have some that are just more like the sparkling okay. and sparkling like probiotic. And those I like adore. I think those are really good. But yeah, I have never had the kombucha. I don't even know how to say it. So I, I feel awkward saying it. <laughs> it's a hard word. They're kind of weird. And I like, I didn't drink them forever. And now I'm on this kick and my body almost craves it. And I think it is that it's that probiotic. It's really good for your gut, I guess. But it's yeah. really similar to what you're it. talking about. Totally. Yeah. Probiotics have saved my life. Really? <laughs> Yeah, I I have so many stomach issues and things, but if I'm like religiously on taking, you know, probiotics, I feel so much better. My running's better, everything. I'm not taking bathroom breaks as much on the run and things like that when I'm, when I'm using a probiotic. So do you take them like in pill form, like supplements? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I have supplements. And then I also, I do drink Kavita. No, this is not a sponsored. (laughs) sponsored. There's no affiliate links with that, but I I, (laughs) lot of that so but if we um, link it to the show notes we'll put an affiliate link in please do (laughs) make millions off of that (laughs) you deserve it it's funny okay so let's get to the fun questions um i know it's sad because that means it's almost over but (laughs) we can still hang out and talk other times you're gonna come to the live show so yes perfect (laughs) um okay so what's one thing you'd like to do professionally or personally that you haven't done yet so I, um, with that one professionally, I just finished as of last night at about 9 30 PM, my last little thing that I needed to, to become a fully certified running coach. So oh, cool. now it's just doing that, um, having clients and working with them. I, I mean, yeah, getting your own PRs, that's like the best, but then seeing other people that you're working with, getting their PRs, like that's going to be, I can't like, I get goosebumps thinking about it. You know, I'm, I'm really excited for that kind of new chapter for me to, to work with. And, and so professionally, that's kind of what I'm really looking forward to oh, right now. You'll be so, good at that. That. so it'll be fun. I, I'm not looking to work with elites, to be honest. Um, that intimidates me a little oh, bit more, totally. but I'm really wanting to work with like people that are just like, so excited to either get into running or get a BQ or sub four, whatever it may be. Um, their first 5k, that's, I just, I cannot wait. I think that's going to do. And I, and I want to work with women mainly. Um, that's, I feel like I, I'm being a little picky here, but that's who I want to work with. That's who I love talking with on a daily basis and, you know, and doing things like that. So professionally, that's, that's what I'm looking for. And personally, something I want to do. Um, so my husband is like, he has traveled the world. Oh, really? He's been everywhere, like Africa. He has the craziest stories ever. He's been everywhere. And so personally, I want to travel more. I want to, I want him to show me these like places he tells me about and, and kind of experience that together. So yeah, for a few years, he worked in the mental health industry and he would do um, humanitarian projects with uh, teen girls and their families, teen girls that were really struggling with like drug addictions or, you know, um, mental disorders and things like that. And they would go to Africa or Singapore or Peru or wherever and, you know, build a well or, um, do some sort of humanitarian project there to kind of help them in their process of recovery. Um, he found that service was like huge for people to, you know, Mm -hmm. it helps anyone to serve. And so, 
So he did that for a few years. And so I want him to show me these places, you know, <laughs> you want to take your kids. No, uh, uh-uh, no. <laughs> and luckily, I mean, we have a situation where, I mean, it stinks to have your kids leave and not be there. It, it's, oh, it's really right. hard for sure. But we do have the opportunities where like, yeah, in the summer, Brooke's gone for a week and Knox is with his mom that week. Or, you know, we do have opportunities where both kids are gone with their parents. And so we can oh, kind of chop. Yeah, but yeah, I don't want to take our kids there. Right. I get like just taking them to Disneyland or yeah. something like that even. So I don't, I don't dare putting them on. A, we took them to Hawaii one time and, and that was like a big step for me, but they did great on the airplane. You know, they were like better than I was. So yeah. I don't know why I'm afraid, but but yeah, we'll just go us too. Hey, you know what? You say that, that blending a family has been hard, but hey, there's a perk right there. Totally. That's, Absolutely. That's yeah. great. Yeah. You can see the silver yeah. lining for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, so yeah. And we never got that time where you didn't have kids, you know? Uh-huh. So we kind of, we like taking advantage of that time together where it's like just us. What? Yeah. Like what's happening? We <laughs> so. dated for seven weeks and then we were married yeah. with two kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're crazy. We are actually crazy. And I got those comments all the time. Like you are crazy for doing this. And I was like, I agree, but like, I don't I know, know why I never felt more right. So, yeah. so I was like, you're right on that one. <laughs> I also feel like the older you are, the better you're suited to make decisions like that. Totally. Yeah. You know, like and that's what my mom said, she's like, you've dated this entire state. Like, right. you know what you like and what you don't like. And I was, I was more like, I'm, I'm not going to get married again unless it's like exactly what I want. Like I refuse to go through that again or put more children through this situation or things like that. Unless it's like a hundred percent right. It's, it ain't happening. So I think that kind of helped. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mom. mean, it's like doing that at 20 compared to doing that at 30. That's just a whole different ball game. Totally. Yeah. Hope. So hopefully I'm not that crazy. I'm I'm actually really smart, you know? <laughs> you'll have to, with the coaching thing, you'll have to really, like, I mean, you'll have a high demand for that. You'll have to be, like, I'm taking 10 people for, you know what I mean? Because yeah. people will come running. How are you going to decide I'm to, like, excited. how will you carve out the time for that? You know what I mean? Since you're <gasps> doing the blogging. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. And so, like, our kids are in full-time school starting in August and things like that. So, I think I'll have a little bit more time. Um, and yeah, when you, when it's your passion, you somehow yeah. you find time for it, you know? Yeah. So, so they'll be gone. You know, I've never had that situation like ever. The kids have, you know, always been in like two days of preschool for three hours, you know? So it's mm-hmm. not like I've ever had that. So I think I'll have a lot more time totally. to be able to keep up with it, but probably in the summer, I'll probably have to wait till the end of the summer to really dive into it. That's awesome. So, yeah. What, if you had one message to send to the world, what would it be? Oh, one message. That's a, oh, wow. This is a great question. Um, (laughs) I think just find the good. Um, everyone has like the worst days possible and everyone has problems. Like that's totally normal. But if you can like find a little piece and I'm preaching to myself right now. Like mm-hmm. I always have to remind myself to do this. Like if you can just find the little pieces of good in your day or in your world or in your life to be grateful for, like it changes everything, you know? Cause yeah, you might have the worst day ever, but there's like, I can think of my worst days ever, but I can remember like, okay, I had a really good brownie that day. Like <laughs> that's awesome. Or like my family, like my little girl smiled at me or, you know what I mean? Those little things like 
that's what we need to be focusing on. And that's what I need to be focusing on rather than like the hard stuff all the time, you know, because it's easy. It's easy to like go down that road of like seeing all the bad all the time. Um, but yeah, I guess that's my message is just like find those little things each day that can make you happy and, and go with it. That's so good. yeah, my, um, six month old, he is going uh, through a stage where he will not let you put him down when he's awake. And then when you're holding him, he wants to squirm out of your arms. So you're like, well, you don't want to be in my arms, but you have to be in my arms because you'll cry. And I'm like, yesterday I was like, just kind of like along the lines you were saying, I kind of just had a hard day and I just kept looking at his little dimple on his cheek. And I was like, but that yep. dimple is so cute. It's worth every minute of frustration, right? Yes. Oh yeah. You're amazing. That's a lot. Three, three boys. Like you're busy. Oh, That's one thing wild. I've noticed with like, um, cause I didn't have a boy ever oh. until just recently. Oh. And like this, they're so different. It's incredible. You but like, so, he for is sure. like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like he's jumping off of things and like flipping around. <laughs> like he did a flip on the grass the other day, like in front of my mom and I, and we're like, you realize like you could have broken your back, you know? <laughs> and Brooke is like, on the curb, like glued to my leg, not ever trying anything new, like too scary, you know? Right. Right. But then she's like super emotional. You know, there's one uh -huh. minute I look at her funny and she's crying, you know, and when the next minute I'm her best friend. And so it's, it's so different. They have their, but yeah, I've noticed, um, with Knox, he is so much busier than Brooke. It's a whole different the world. Yeah. The so challenges old. are different for different reasons. Oh yeah. For sure. And I'm totally. sure that the, the physical challenges now of the boys, I'm having a girl, you get payback when they're like 13 and they're, you know, yeah. doing, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, doing that thing. But no, it's funny. Cause yeah, anytime we're out to dinner and I'm not saying parenting girls is any easier cause it's not. And little girls are hard too, but, yeah. um, when we're out to dinner and there's like a table full of little girls beside us and we have our boys and our boys are just <gasps> like wild, like going crazy. And the little girls are yep. like coloring their pictures. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my gosh. Oh, that is so broke. Yeah. She'll just sit and color for like yeah. an hour and a half. Like yeah. no questions asked, you know, but, but yeah, they all have their strengths and weaknesses, but then there's some days like she's really emotional and that's rough, but yeah, yeah, totally. Knox, definitely. He is busy, you know, and I'm just like, how do I keep you alive? Like, oh how do I keep you from not jumping off something? <laughs> and they're so loud. Oh my God. Yeah. So yeah. They loud. are. <laughs> and you know, it's You're like amazing. my, mine are still so little. I mean, my youngest is six months. So he's, he's loud, but he's not in that crowd yet. Like it's when he's like two running around being the crazy toddler, that's when it's really going to be when it's hard because um, but they're fun. They're so fun. I'm you have not, like a basketball team over there. You got we're like, we're going to have to keep having more if we want a full team. More for boys. Sure. Yeah. Um, I love it oh, though. I love, and I love being a boy mom, but I do sometimes when I see pictures of little girls, like I think I'm well suited to be a boy mom, but every once in a while I see that like, or I'll see a picture with a little girl with their daddy. And I'm like, Oh, that is such a oh, sweet relationship. Yeah. You know? Uh huh. Totally. Yeah. That's where I feel like I lucked out because now I got to get that both. Yeah, you know, you do. Have, that's totally. the both worlds. But, For sure. But yeah. <laughs> um, too personal or do you guys think you want to have more kids? Yeah, we definitely want more kids yeah. together. I mean, once again, blending's hard. Um, and it's hard in the sense where you just feel like we don't have that together. Mm -hmm. You know, you mm -hmm. have you had that with your previous wife and I had that with my ex-husband. And so like we definitely want that like together and you know and a lot of like there's not a ton of co-parenting on my side going on but on his side yeah there's a lot of co-parenting yeah. going on which is awesome you know but I want you know 
you just, you want that like classic thing too. You know, you want to be able to feel that, that thing. Cause I never really felt that with like, I've, I've pretty much always felt like I was a single mom until I married Andrew. Um, is, you know, even when I was married, he was in school all the time and things like that. And so I've, I've always kind of done it on my own. So it's been really, it's been so nice to have like a partner to like figure this out with and things. So yeah, we definitely want, um, a kid on our own. I don't know. I'm my, I have a brother that has seven kids and it's just <gasps> like rock star. I'm like, I don't know how you do that. Cause two's hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right now rock star to his wife who birthed the seven kids right I I know because pregnancy is hard oh my god it's like no joke it's a long that's a big portion of your life man yeah yeah but they're just so good at it so you know that's their strength but I don't I don't know how many kids we want together or a kid but yeah definitely that's awesome well I'm so happy for you that's really special oh thank you yeah it's fun (laughs) what are you we did the message what are you loving right now you said you're Nathan uh hipster hipster bell I'm loving that um the launch fours you know I used to be more like of lightweight running shoes I used to like wear those nonstop. but as I've gotten older my feet have just needed a little bit more support um so the launch fours I'm just obsessed with from Brooks they're like they're a lighter trainer but I get the support I need um those are kind of like a must for me right now, I'm trying to think what else. Um, I oh, have you this do, little, you're oh. a Brooks ambassador, aren't you? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so what I does that mean? What does that look like? So, I mean, basically we have like product review once a month. Um, and then we go on a trip every year, which is like oh, the fun. best part about it. Yeah. Like this last summer we went to, um, New Mexico to train with like the Brooks Beast, their professional team to see what it's like training at altitude, like their altitude camp. And that was so cool. And then the year before that, we went to the Olympic trials for track and field. And that was like amazing. So they always take us like the coolest places. And, yeah, that's and amazing. Brooks is a company like I'll never wear any other shoe than Brooks for my running. Like it doesn't matter how much another company would ever, you know what I mean? Like it just what I just refuse to do anything else. I just love their shoes and I always have. So, um, so yeah, that's what Brooks ambassador is. So the launch fours right now are kind of my go-to for that. Um, I found this little water bottle that I absolutely love to now that it's getting warmer to take on my runs. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I think that's about it right now where I'm just like, oh, I love, um, now that we're back to shorts weather, I really love the Wazelle Rogas. Oh, do you? Uh, Do you wear the short ones or the regular ones? I don't know. I think the regular. I don't wear the really short ones, like the little itty bitty ones. I don't wear the ones. Okay. So you wear the other ones. Okay. I wear the other ones. And I just, I adore those. Like they just fit well. They feel good. They wash a million times. I think they're like 50 bucks so I mean it's expensive but I just love them they last me forever so as far as that goes that's those are kind of my favorites right now I really like the Wazelle stride shorts they're they're Ooh. they're spandex and I've never been able to find a spandex short for runners that either you don't light up or like they're too tight in certain places and these really oh, stay in these. place better than any other like spandexy short that I've ever had like, I need those. I like don't now. feel like they're, I don't feel like they are riding up so that I'm wearing, you know, when you wear spandex shorts sometimes and then, then you feel like you basically have briefs on because they've ridden up so much in the middle. Yeah. I don't yep. feel like these move much. <laughs> these are pretty good. Okay. 
I, I send me the affiliate link. I will. I'll send you the affiliate. I don't think that Wazelle has affiliate link unless I can find them on oh, Amazon. Bummer. <laughs> Dang it. No, yeah, that, those are my I want to get those. Yeah, awesome. for sure. I mean, I usually oh. actually, my favorite running shorts are like just some like Saucony split shorts, but I, if, if I'm going for like the spandex look or whatever, those totally. are the, or maybe a speed, more of a speed workout or yeah, something. Those are the only ones That's that awesome. I found that stay in place. Good to know. Cause what's I've the, always had that problem. Yeah. Where I'm like, yeah. These are underwear now. Right, like right. I, I am as underwear. You're like messing with them your entire run, like every like five minutes. It's so annoying. Totally. <laughs> What's the best, most recent book you've read? Oh, I just finished. Um, okay, there's two books. I just finished Big Little Lies, and I'm like, it was so good. I'm reading I was it right now. Do you like it? Yeah, I'm like twenty percent in. Oh, it's so good. And the ending, I was just like, what? Really? Don't tell uh, me. Oh, it was so good. Oh, I won't. I would never do that. That would be so. <laughs> um, I loved the couple next door. That was a really good one. For some reason, I'm like fascinated by these like murder mystery type mm-hmm, books, mm-hmm. podcasts, and things like that. So I really enjoyed those. But yeah, those are the last books I read. Um, I just read it begins with us, and that was a good book. It wasn't like my favorite, but but yeah, I like reading. That's kind of. I, I can read on the treadmill too, which is weird. People oh, think I do too. strange. Yeah. Okay, good. It's a life. So I'm like, they're like, how do you not like get dizzy or like I know. move around? I'm like, I don't know. I just make the words really big on my iPad Same. and I can read because that's like it. our time to read. <laughs> yes, I, exactly. Oh like, I, don't God, know I'm that, not I don't know how many I books I would have I've read so many less books, books in the past couple years if I wouldn't yep. be able to do that for sure. Probably. Um, <laughs> do you listen to any <laughs> podcasts? Um, I saw, I listened to this and I listened to Tina's. Yep. Um, and then I listened, I just finished, oh, it was like the serial type. Uh-huh. Oh, I, yeah. Up and Vanished. I just listened to Up and Vanished and I like, I loved that. I was so fascinated by it. And there were like answers at the end and Ooh. I thought that was really cool. But, but yeah, so those are kind of my main ones that I've been listening to. I like um How Things Work. Is that what it's called? Every now and then I'll like Is that listen NPR? to it. I think so, yeah. I don't even know that much about it, but I'm like, oh, I wanna I wanna learn how empathy works or oh, you know cool. like, how things, things work. like that. Okay. I think that's what it's called. Something like that. But yeah, or oh, I wanna listen to how soda is made and it's probably the most boring thing ever, but I just love I wanna like know for some reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's usually on a run like a easy day that I listen to it on a run or something like that. So or in the car sometimes, but but yeah. Do you have top three favorite people you like to follow on social media? That one. So when I read that question, cause you sent that one over to me, well, all these, I think, um, I was like super nervous cause I have like Aww. 50. I love yeah. following. Cause I just like, I love, I love that. I love the social media. Um, a lot of people that inspire me are like, um, I love Run, Eat, Repeat. I don't know if you know Monica. I don't. I don't She's like the follow her. Run, Eat, Repeat. She is okay. so funny and just like so real about running and real about life. Um, I love NYC Running Mama. I love Mile Posts. I love, man, there's so many, so many great people to follow. And like Kara Goucher, I love following uh-huh. her. I love, you know, the people that like, you see these people that you're like, Oh my gosh, you are so amazing with your running. You're just incredible. But then you get to follow them on social media and you're like, and you're a real person uh-huh. like yeah. real ups and downs and like things like that. And so I, yeah, I, I really enjoy following different runners on Instagram. I think that's like, I follow my family, a few like friends that I see all the time and then runners that I don't totally. know. 
that's my whole Instagram feed and like stupid memes that are probably not very appropriate, but (laughs) like, that's all I have on Instagram. So, (laughs) okay. Last question. What's, what's your favorite nonprofit to support or one of your favorites? Um, so something that Andrew and I do is we, um, so through our church, you can like, it's kind of a long story, but anyways, like each month we fast, if that makes sense. So like on a Sunday, we'll fast for three meals and then you donate the money that, and you, and you be generous that you would have spent on food that day, like a generous and we donate it to, um, like a fast offerings and, and that goes, it's a hundred percent to, um, relief, relief aid, whether it's people in your community, homeless, um, a natural disaster, like across the world or something like that. So that's, that's where we put our, that's um, a really good idea. Yeah. It's cool. Cause then you feel like you're like really doing something and like there's, ob- there's spiritual growth. I think that happens during mm-hmm. fasting, for me, you know, cause it's hard. I really love food. And so, um, <laughs> so there's a lot of growth with that. And then we can also feel like we're doing something, you know, to try to help those around us. So that's kind of what we do. That's, that's a our, really smart our idea. So, yeah. So I have to tell you, I just felt my knee again. This morning I went out on seven miles like you <laughs> and I fell right at the end. Like I tripped over the sidewalk and oh. I like, my knee is like swollen right now. Oh, so no, I'm really hoping that goes away tomorrow. I've got ice on it this whole time, but then I just brushed up against it. And I was like, wow, it's how swollen. do I fall? Like, I'm just not, you oh. know, coordination is hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to do things like walking and running. I know. I totally agree. But anyways, that was my story from my run today. So I hope your run was a lot better than that. <laughs> well, I will tell you on my run, it's so funny. I My headphone jack isn't working on my phone. And so I recently bought one of those portable speakers that like hook up for Bluetooth that you can like, you know, like take around with you if you wanted to put your music out on speakers. And it has a little clip awesome. on your shorts. So like, I'm such a dork. I had it clipped onto my shorts and I had a podcast oh, no. going. And so then I had my phone clipped on the other side of my shorts. I'm like, I look like I'm wearing like a pager or oh something right now. But I really, <laughs> that is awesome. And, I wish I thought. <laughs> it's truly like a safer way to do it anyway, because totally. then you're, you don't have the earbuds yep. in or whatever. But I'm like, Absolutely. oh my gosh, I'm such an uber dork right now. Hey, I want to do that though. That sounds great. I, and then well, I'll send you a pager and you can just put that on too and whatever yeah. else you need. Well, I'll put the affiliate link up for the speaker that great. I use because it's really awesome. Actually, I'm like really excited Please about do. it. Oh, it's good. A, it's actually really good for stroller runs too because you set it on the stroller and just put your, you know, put your thing on, on speaker. So anyway, well, okay, my husband, fabulous. yes, yeah. my husband just got back with two of the kids. He took Perfect. the day off and, um, okay. He's going to kill me because I always go over, but I knew I would go over with you because I knew we'd have so much to talk about. Yeah. I, I knew it too. I told my husband, I'm like, just plan on being gone for two hours and I'll just talk to you forever. So call me anytime. We can Skype now that I figured this out. So totally. Well, um, I'm literally putting this out tomorrow because my interview for this week is scheduled. So awesome. I can't wait. Let's stay in touch. Okay. Perfect. Have a good day with those boys. Thank you, Janae. Talk to you later. Bye. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Thank you, Janae, for coming on the show. You guys can find all the information we talked about in the show notes of this episode. And yeah, there probably will be some affiliate links in there. (laughs) 
Um, thank you, Now Foods. Thank you, Earth State Family Y, for supporting this episode. And big thanks to all my listeners and all my Patreon supporters for supporting this podcast as well. Don't forget to check out the show notes for tickets to my live show on September 30th. I'm so excited about that, you guys. It's going to be so much fun. All right, you guys have a wonderful weekend. And as always, I'll see you next Friday. <laughs>